welcome back to Trennis Magnus, Jab's Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and I had nothing else on my mind today, except this little series that I'm working my way through that, I'm, that, that I've called School Anthems, a musical anthology. And the, the high concept behind this behind this little mini-series that I'm working my way through is I don't know about the rest of you like I don't know how things played out you know for you other guys but the way that things worked for me when I really started thinking back on things not necessarily every single school year as far as I can remember but there were at least a few school years I might even say several school years that were kind of summed up in a weird kind of way, by one particular song. So anyway, that's basically the the shtick of all of this. Now, for 11th grade, for my uh, junior year of high school, if you heard the opening part of all of this, you probably know that the song that kind of summed things up for me my junior year of high school was uh, the Beatles song called The Ballad of John and Yoko. Now, guys, I'm not going to front any of you, all right? I've never been like a big Beatles guy. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, there's really no way to say it without sounding kind of like an asshole. But, I mean, it is true that there's something about... There's like a, a certain mindset that you need to have in order to really call yourself a Beatles fan. And I am just not of that mindset you know it's pretty much that simple and still having said all of that I am man enough to admit that a good Beatles song is a damn good song you know and as it happens I like quite a few Beatles songs in fact there are not very many songs on Sgt. Pepper that I that I skip all right so anyway but it just don't confuse me for a Beatles fan, is what I'm saying. So, anyway. Now, basically, how all of this came about, you know, considering the fact that I'm not a Beatles fan, how all of this came about was a lot of my friends, um, especially, you know, my sophomore year, a lot of my friends um, were just sort of, I don't know if this was like a nationwide type of thing or what, but it's like we all seem, or I say we, they seemed to mostly kind of drift towards, you know, the Beatles all at once. And I hadn't really listened to the Beatles really at all, all that much over the years. Not since, um, you know, like I, I'd heard the Beatles' 20 Greatest Hits, for those of you who remember that. Uh, the Beatles' uh, 20 Greatest Hits. And I liked those songs, but I didn't really think a whole lot about the Beatles apart from that. You know, it's like, wow, those songs, those were all really good. But it's not, it's not something that's ever-present and on your mind, like all the time, right? But nevertheless, you know, whatever happened, happened. And so um, that's that's basically what was going on during my junior year. So, and that's how I came about hearing Sgt. Pepper. And, you know, I, here again, I mean, I hate to sound, and God knows, look like a hypocrite, but I listened to that album and it's really good. So notwithstanding the fact that I, I don't really consider myself to be like a Beatles fan as such, that's a really good album, you know? So... Like I say, I'm man enough to admit that, you know. Now, the the thing that 
that probably opened the the uh, floodgates for me when it comes to the ballad of John and Yoko. This is a song I may very well have never heard, never heard, right? But basically, I ended up buying uh, a copy of the Beatles Past Masters Volume Two, which is the album which contains the ballad of John and Yoko. And there's some bullshit about you know what exactly Past Master uh, Past Masters was, and you know, and, and all of that. I'm not really going to get into that here. You know, if you're interested, Google's your best friend, right? So, but anyway, but that's how it happened, right? Um, I basically needed to get a copy of Past Masters Volume 2. And so, really, I just only needed it. This is going to sound stupid. I only really needed it for just like one song. But, you know, I'm sitting there looking at this CD. It's like, well, I mean, I paid money for this. I may as well listen to everything else that's on here. And, you know, at least when I was a sophomore in high school, a lot of these songs just kind of rolled off my back. You know, a lot of these things, I mean, I liked Get Back and, you know, there were a couple of other songs, but, you know, by and large, you know, again, don't mistake me for a Beatles fan. Some of these songs just really weren't my blend, put it that way, right? At least at that time. So, so there you go. Now, flash forward a year and I, and I just happened to spin Past Masters again because, you know, you do that. Like, um, when, when you buy albums, you don't necessarily listen to it the once and then just forget about it. I mean, sometimes you do. Sometimes that happens. But sometimes, or oftentimes really, you'll come back to something that you'd kind of written off previously and just try to get an idea of like, what was this about? You know, and maybe like, didn't like it then, do I like it now? You know, stuff like that, right? And I related to this song in so fucking many ways, guys. It, it, it defies description. Right. And for those of you who don't know, like the, the high concept behind the ballad of John and Yoko is basically uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, they got married and basically it was kind of a shit show going on there for a while. And I like I don't know this to be true, but at least based on listening to these lyrics, I got the idea that this entire episode of, you know, getting married and all the kerfluffle that ensued from that. This was a very annoying, just overall experience for John Lennon. You know, I mean, he loved his wife, nothing against that. But, you know, like the business of getting married to her was, honestly, it was really testing his patience. You know, it's like everywhere he went, shit went down. You know, there were problems that ensued and, you know, he was misunderstood uh, by the media or, 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 or whatever. I mean, there was always some kind of fucking drama that was going on. And I heard, or I, for the second time, I guess I re-listened to this song. I didn't hear it for the first time. I re-listened to this song for the second time in a time and in a place when dude, tell me about it. You know, my junior year, it, it's, it's pretty much a scrambled version of what happened with John Lennon during that same period of a couple of weeks there where it's like, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, things would go catastrophically freaking wrong for me all the time, right? I'll give you an example of what I mean. I'd been dating the uh, same girl off and on since we were both in the eighth grade. And my junior year, we found ourselves in that kind of awkward period, you know, where you both know what's about to happen, all right? You both know that you're about to break up, but 
neither of you really has cause to do it yet, but pretty much the writing is on the wall. And so it's like, basically what you're doing is you're both just kind of sitting there uh, marking off time until it's time to pull the ripcord, I guess. I don't know. And so <clears throat> it's, uh, and then, you know, of course, you know, whatever happened, happened, the day came and then it, 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 <clears throat> it uh, truly was over. And this is actually one of those things that like, I didn't exactly feel like bad, bad about because, you know, I was pretty sure I knew who my replacement would be. And sure enough, my ex-girlfriend and this guy ended up getting married. So clearly I was standing in the way of destiny here, guys. So, you know, ultimately this was all for the best. But, you know, this this was just like a really weird period of time. And what I'm about to say may seem a little offensive to some of you, but guys, I'm just, I'm going to be honest here. This was my life, my sophomore and junior year. Okay. I'm not saying that any of you have to approve of this or have to agree with me or whatever, but somehow my entire social life had gotten transformed in the period of just like, not even a year, just like a couple of months where and, and again, I know some of you may, may may find this offensive. I'm not trying to, you know, shock anybody or upset anybody or anything like that. I'm just saying this is what happened, right? And somehow my social life became like 90% dominated by Mormons, right? And, you know, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> I am not now, nor have I ever been a member of the LDS church, right? It's just never happened. And yet somehow, out of nowhere... I suddenly realized how many Mormons go to my school, and they all seem to be friends with me all of a sudden, and I don't get this, you know? And it's actually very simple. I was dating a Mormon, right? Now, she was not a Mormon when we started out, and this is actually one of the things about my ex that, you know, especially looking back at it, I really admire this about her. She went out, and she test drove every single Christian denomination that that she had access to, and our immediate local area. And she was basically, like in music, they call it, you know, having an aptitude. Like, do you have an aptitude for music? Or do you have an aptitude for singing? Or do you have an aptitude for, uh, like, performing, like acting, you know, and shit like that? And she had a very high religious aptitude, right? Off the scales, one might even say. And so, where she eventually landed was, of all places, the LDS church, right? And so here we are. And so she was, and so she converted. And I don't know this to be true, but my my sense of the way the way that the Mormon uh, social world kind of works is that they all kind of network with each other. You know, they're all kind of buddies with one another, and by and large, they typically get along. And you know, they. They just tend to socialize together. Well, <clears throat> this was like a little secret community inside of my high school. I might literally have never known about. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever. Except I started dating a Mormon. And then the day came when I stopped dating a Mormon. And, you know, it's like these people are still in my life. And, like, they're still friends. And it's it was just... It was just so strange. And there's no way to say that without sounding like really, really patronizing or condescending. Or And I, I don't mean it like that. I mean, it's just, 
I always kind of figured that, you know, all of these Mormons that were making up my, my social life, they were like, they weren't really my friends. They were kind of like friends in law where, you know, we have this one common social element and that's it. And if that tether ever gets severed, then they kind of drift away with her and then that's the end of it. And as it happens, no, because another friend of mine, he was also dating a Mormon, and he and I, both of us, non-Mormons, and, like, they, uh, anyway, so, like, the point is, it's it's like they, they, I never realized how fucking many of those people went to my school until that, until that time. It's like, Jesus Christ, you know, like, this is, this is incredible, you know, so, anyway, but, whatever, that's really ne- neither here nor there. The point is, this relationship that, it, like I say, it had it, it kind of gone on like off and on since the since the eighth grade. It kind of it, it came to an end, and it's not exactly a like positive experience. You know, it's it, this isn't. You know, it's it's not. I wouldn't say that it's like good that this happened. Not bad, but not exactly good either. It's just eh, shit. This is just it's a, it's another thing to have to deal with. You know, Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. So anyway, the other thing that happened um, was uh, Algebra 2. Now, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> I talked, um, well, actually just a little while ago, I, I, I just talked about, you know, having aptitude for this, having aptitude for that. You know, well, for those of you who don't know, uh, math and really anything to do with kind of like rigid and logical types of uh, of thought never really been my strong suit you know i'm not trying to be you know like self-deprecating or anything like that it's just it's it's just true this is something that i've resigned i'm just not going to be good at now <clears throat> when i was in school you could put me in an economics class or a civics class government um composition and rhetoric you know anything to do with english um anything like that you know like those types of classes I could make a B just off the top of my head, you know, or any, pretty much any kind of computer class, I can make a B pretty much off the top of my head, right? Just doesn't take all that much. Uh, history, there's another one. Doesn't take much effort. But when you start getting into, like, like the more kind of left-brained subjects, I just get left behind, you know? And so up to that point, you know, before Algebra 2, you know, when you're working your way through all these other math classes. Um, I was typically able to get by on the fact that I I was really good at ingratiating myself to the teacher and, you know, building up a rapport and getting partial credit here, extra credit there, you know, and basically there are ways of <clears throat> uh, overcoming your own incompetence with the subject matter, right? Like if you really make the effort no, you're not going to get an A. You will never get an A. Not in this class. But the teacher can work with you a little bit. You know, there there are things we can do to just kind of smooth things over, you know. And that just was not working. For the first time ever, it just was not working. Not for Algebra 2. You know, it worked for Algebra 1, worked for Geometry, worked for all that shit. Algebra 2? Nope. And so, like... I don't know. I mean, like, failure. What is failure? You know, what? like, you know, you're a failure. What, what does that even mean? You know, failure. You failed. Fail. Epic fail. Failure. You know, what? what, what is that? 
And, you know, it would be fair to say that this was like the first time that I ever somewhat applied myself to the subject matter, and I still failed, you know? I, don't, I mean, my experience in school up to that time had been that, you know, if you put in just a little bit of effort, usually the teacher's going to meet you halfway, you know? Well, the teacher was meeting me halfway, and that still wasn't enough, you know? And what is it, like, what is it, you know, to be a failure? Like, to say that you failed, you are a failure at something, you know? I don't know. But whatever it is, I was very close to failing this class, and if I failed that class, then senior year is going to start looking a little bit interesting. Let's say that. So anyway, so um, I don't know. It's it, 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 On the one hand, it is kind of a blow to your ego to realize that, you know, like, wow, for the first time in my life, I, there's something that I'm just not good at, and there's no amount of study, there's no amount of effort, there's, there's no amount of sweat that I can that I can pour into this that's going to make things okay. This is never going to be okay. You know, and, uh, eh. Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. So, it wasn't all bad, though. You know, I got what, it was a new-to-me car my junior year, and... You know, I really liked it. It was this Honda Accord, and it was, it was as I recall, a 1994 Honda Accord, and um, I got a sweetheart bargain on this thing. I mean, this was a nice car, and I liked it, you know, and it was, uh, you know, it was comfy to ride in, and yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not very fast, God knows, but, you know, I didn't especially at that time, I didn't really think that I needed to go fast. I would just as soon get to where I'm going in one piece. And if I can do so in comfort, well, so much the better. You know, really liked that car, loved that car. And somebody uh, bashed into it in the school parking lot, right? And, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things that it kind of defies words. But the school parking lot was... Um, like at the time of school dismissal, I think the uh, technical term is absolute clusterfuck. And so it really was a free-for-all. Every man for himself, because there's one way in, one way out. That's it. Or at least that's how it was back then. Now, I've driven by the school a couple of times over the years, and it looks like they've actually got a lot more entrances and exits and all that fun stuff. And so, you know, getting into and out of the parking lot is probably not you know, opening day at the Indy 500 anymore, but at least back in my day, yeah. So anyway, so uh, some guy uh, just basically crunched the front end of uh, of uh, my car whenever he cut me off in the middle of the parking lot. And then the guy gets out of his car and tries to pick a fight with me as if somehow this is all my fault, right? So uh, it's fucking incredible. So, Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. I have saved the very best for last, though. <sighs> Guys, this was a hard year. and Obviously, it was a hard year. And there's a lot of bullshit that I am not telling you guys about. But 
there's one particular incident where it would be fair to say I lost my temper, right? There's one little incident where Magnus boiled over just a little bit, you know? And uh, basically what happened was we were all sitting in the library, and this was one of those days when the school teacher was out drinking late the night before, and so he didn't really come up with a lesson plan for that day. And so he just gives you guys a crossword puzzle for your history assignment and tells you to do it. And it's nothing but like sports stuff on there because honestly, I mean, you know, when you think about it in, in a school, history is the one subject that literally, at least on, on paper, literally anybody can teach, you know? And so because of the, the rules that we have in Texas where teachers or rather, uh, uh, football coaches and soccer coaches and all these people. It, basically, if you're a coach of any sport, you also have to teach a subject. So a lot of them basically end up getting stuck teaching history classes. And I've never understood why that's a rule, because they obviously have no mastery of this material, no interest in this material, no ability to to teach this material. Why are we doing this? But it's it, it, that's just the rule in Texas, so that's what you're stuck with. So... Anyway, it was just one of those things where I couldn't take it seriously. And for the first time, not ever, but for the first time in a long time, I just, I'm done. I am just not playing the game anymore. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that in the future. But at least for right now, I'm just not playing the game anymore. And so I just started uh, screwing around with some other, one of the other kids in, in the class, this really nice guy. Um, never really talked to this guy all that much, but I don't know why he was, you know, pretty friendly and everything, but whatever. So, uh, he and I were, as I recall, having like a paper fight or I don't even remember what. And so the uh, coach came along and just like, uh, snatched up our, our work. Well, I guess you guys are finished. So I'm just going to grade whatever you put on there and you're just going to have to accept that, you know? And, uh, fucking prick. And, uh, actually for those of you who are interested, this is the same guy I was talking about at the beginning of the, um, Smallville dreaded season four part one retrospective. So any, any of you who want to find out more about this guy and his future misadventures, here you go. Same guy, right? Anyway, so I pretty much just lost it, you know? And I just, uh, I just said, yeah, whatever. Give it whatever grade you want, you fucking dickhead. And in the list of smart things that I've ever done, calling my history teacher a fucking dickhead, that's just not a very smart thing to do. And so, sure enough, you know, uh, he and I, uh, we end up in the uh, AP's office and, you know, uh, the, the, the coach who I should say, I truly on, honestly do believe this man is a dickhead. All right, everyone else is welcome to their own opinion, but that's mine. So, whatever. He was just ranting and raving like a lunatic there in the AP's office. And I've always thought that, you know, I've got a pretty good... I've always been good at reading people, you know? Not always, not everybody, but most people, I can, I, I, I can read them fairly well. And... It's not that the AP didn't believe that I had done this because I'd kind of confessed, but he was just giving the coach a look 
of just such disdain. It's like I knew this is this this is an AP that I can do business with. Okay, this is a guy who knows where I'm coming from. So, sure enough, the uh, coach finally talks himself out, and so he just storms out of the office because I guess he said his piece. And so I was assigned five days of in-school, or sorry, no, not five. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Three days. I was assigned three days of in-school suspension. Right? So basically you are suspended, quote unquote, but you're serving your suspension out in school, right? Otherwise you're separated from the rest of the student body. They send you off into a just kind of like a separate part of the building where you're out there with the other hard cases and it's just not a pleasant experience it just it isn't so anyway and when I really started thinking back on it it's like wow so let me get this straight I ended up just not even going to school really at all I showed up at school on Monday and I got really fucking sick just started you know I'll spare you the details but suffice it to say I was sick so, ended up going home, came back on Tuesday, felt like a million bucks, called my history teacher a dickhead, and so I spent Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday doing in-school suspension, right? So I was only in, only in school for one, like school school, you know, for one day that whole week, and that's just, that's just fucking weird, and Christ, you know it ain't easy, you know how hard it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. Suitable ending, I think.